0: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Victoria Clark earned another Tony nomination today for Kimberly Akimbo, playing a teen who ages four times faster than the average human. We spoke in 2015 when she starred in a Kennedy Center revival of Gigi, which premiered on stage 50 years ago this month in 1973. When did you first encounter Gigi? Do you, did you remember watching the 1958 movie as a kid, or when, when did you remember? I don't.
1: I have no memory at all. <laughs> I mean, I, I always loved Hermione Gingold, and, you know, when I was a child, she always seemed to be, I don't know, like 420 years old, but I, I you know, she seemed like I would never seem to be, that I would ever be the, the age to play any role that she would play. Um, so this is the role she did in the movie, and I just loved her from other work, but oddly enough, I never saw her in in this movie and i never watched it until this past christmas holiday when um my sister-in-law popped it and <laughs> we had, and my whole family was there so it was sort of like hey <laughs> but we, we're not we're what we're doing is 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 a different book it's a it's a completely um it's a new version of the show it's it's, it's like doing a brand new musical
0: okay so explain what's different is it different songs different everything
1: um, well there um no, it's still the iconic learner and low score, the gorgeous score. But it what's different is that the book the the scenes that surround the songs are different now. Gotcha, gotcha. Um yeah, and there are some big surprises and some some songs have been reassigned and it it's much more um modern in a way and it tells the story, it's much more Gigi centric and really sort of tells this coming of age story of this young woman in in a much more modern way. And I think it's fantastic.
0: Oh, that's cool. So if people, if our listeners are hearing this and they say, well, I've seen Gigi a million times, what would you say to them?
1: Well, I would say, no, you haven't. <laughs> well, you haven't seen our version of it, and you really need to come to the Kennedy Center and check it out. And we, we got some fantastic news Just a little while ago. Um, we're, we're transferring to Broadway, and we have our opening date uh, set. It's April 9th. So this is April 8th, sorry. Breaking news. That nice. so will be at the Neil Simon Theater in New York after our Kennedy Kennedy Center run. We're very excited.
0: That's great. And do you know? Um, I mean, explain to our audience how, who might not be familiar with how that works. Like, so this is like the initial run before it heads to Broadway. Explain why right. that's so, explain why that's well, so rare and special. See,
1: right. So this will be everything that you'll see in New York. It's a pre-Broadway run, and so this is a full production, and we have a full orchestra, and um, you know we have. Derek McLean, who designed the sets, who's, you know, award-winning, and Catherine Zuber did the costumes, and Eric Schaefer is directing it, and Josh Burgass um, choreographed it. And our book, our new book that I was speaking about, which we call, basically that's just what we call um, the scenes. Right. We call that the book that surrounds all the songs and the score. Um, that's by Heidi Thomas, who um, has worked on call the midwife she she's the showrunner for call the midwife and she's worked on upstairs dance downstairs and Cranford and and she's uh she's an expert writer and and uh yeah so what yeah the, the, we're just trying everything out here and putting putting new scenes in and uh, still in dress rehearsals at the moment but pretty soon
0: <laughs> do you have a favorite musical number in the piece
1: I don't yet but um <laughs> I don't think I'll be giving away too much if I say that I have a great duet with uh, Howard McGillen called I'm Glad I'm Not Young Anymore. Oh, yeah. And we heard the orchestra for the first time today. And it is an absolutely show-stopping um, orchestration. And I'm hoping we can live up to it. It's, it's a great song and dance number, and um, I, think it's, I think audiences are going to love it.
0: To f- steal a phrase, I remember that song well. <laughs> no, I mean, well, the songs, that, all that. the songs in it, I mean, Thank Heaven for Little Girls and I Don't Understand the Parisians. And, I mean, they're, they're, yeah. what is it, The Night They Invented Champagne? There's so many good ones. Yeah, the
1: nice, yeah they're really good ones. And, of course, then the title song, Gigi is sung by Corey Cott, who plays uh, our young leading man. And he's unbelievable. Vanessa Hutchins is, is making her, you know, her big stage debut. And and she'll be making her Broadway debut soon, and I think um, Washington audiences should come, come see it, you know, because they're going to see history, and she's absolutely incredible in this part, and I'm really honored to be in the cast with her, and she's a great leading lady. She's a giant talent, but she's about five feet tall.
0: <laughs> yeah, size doesn't matter when it comes to the stage, man. Um, Not at I w- all. I'm Bradley
1: Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind
0: item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out.
1: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this
0: is Chris Jenner,
1: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
0: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the
1: Item YouTube channel.
0: I wanted to ask you about Vanessa Hudgens. Like, what's, it, what's it like working with her? It's
1: incredible. She's really down to earth. She's really very sensitive. She's a, she's a true triple threat. She really sings. She really dances. She really acts she's a huge heart and it comes and she has so much charisma i mean she doesn't need any lights on her at all she just lights up the whole room when she comes in she's this gorgeous smile of course everybody knows she's beautiful but she's really beautiful on the inside and i think that's where a lot of her gift is, is she's just you know she you you just feel great just being in the room with her and she's very very um disciplined and a hard worker and um she's having a great time
0: well, that's great to hear. I mean, you never know with the faces that you see on TV and movies, and it's nice to always hear that. Um, what are your? Let's talk about you. What are your memories of your of your Tony win back for "The Light in the Piazza"? Uh, the
1: "Light in the Piazza." It was a while ago. I mean, it was um, it'll be ten years ago. Um, so it's like it's good. We're coming up on a good even number. I mean, I I am. Um, I. It was a big high point in my career. I've I've been fortunate. That I think this will be my thirteenth Broadway show. And I think it's the eighth show where I've created a part in an original cast. So, I've been very fortunate. Um, And, you know, I just had an opportunity to play... I'm Claire Danes's mom, Carrie Matheson's mom on Homeland. So I, I feel like this has been a really good year for me so far. Yeah. <laughs> knocking on wood. I'm finding a piece. All I can find is laminate. I'm looking for a piece of wood. Oh, here's wood. Here <laughs> that was me knocking on wood. What
0: did you yeah, only, I, What did you only find before?
1: Laminate. Oh. I only find laminate. I mean, I'm backstage at the Kennedy Center. It's 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 like it's you know it's a maze back here. It's just finding a place where the cell phone works is. <laughs>
0: is is <laughs> Not, knocking from. on laminate that's classic yeah, this
1: this is a national landmark this is completely we're secure here we feel safe
0: well and and speak about how special it will be to perform there I mean I know you've been rehearsing but what I mean have I you mean, ever this performed this is my
1: here? third time at the Kennedy Center this is my third time in Washington um, the other two it was 20 years ago when my son was an infant You know, once you have kids, you always remember Mm -hmm. how old your kids were. So I can't remember the year, but I remember my son. (laughs) (laughs) I know. No, I remember how old my son was. So I guess it was 1995. I was here with um, the pre-Broadway run of How to Succeed in Business with Matthew Broderick and Megan Mullally. Oh, wow. Yeah, and we were at the Opera House. And then about eight or nine years before that, I was with the first national company of Lee Miserables. So if you saw Les Lee the first time it came to Washington at the opera house, then you saw me playing Madame Thenardier as a very young as a young a very young school girl then. <laughs> and uh, and uh, in in of I played Smitty, who was uh, you know, Megan Mullally's best friend sort of her sidekick. So yeah. it's fun to be back here and but it really does bring back memories.
0: Yeah, you're no stranger to D.C. audiences, so if they remember you, you in any of those roles, they should I, come check I, yeah, you out as Mamita. I hope, I hope they do. I
1: hope they stand up and they sing I Remember It Well
0: when they see me. Oh, What a tie it yeah. all together. Nice job using my same pun right back at me. That's pretty good. <laughs> good job. Nice
1: setup.
0: Absolutely. I, you know, <laughs> I set them up and you knock them down for me. Hey, listen, go find some more laminate to knock on, and I hope it goes really well. Thank you. All right, thanks so much, Victoria.